didn't really know where to fit this story, but I thought it was significant and it turned out better than some people expected. And so I think it's worth covering. This is the Coinbase decision to essentially ban politics at the workplace. One of your big tests as a leader happened in 2020 um, before you guys went public. You published a blog post called Coinbase is a mission-focused company. Um, and this happened after a pretty intense summer. Everybody will remember in the United States, um, racial justice protests. And, um, you know, corporations around the U.S. were trying to figure out how to respond and to be responsive to certainly to their employees of color. And one of the essentially what I'm paraphrasing and you can fill in the blanks here, but you, you essentially put out a, a manifesto that said, look, we're focused on our company's mission, which is to advance cryptocurrency and when it comes to questions or issues of politics, let's just leave it out of the workspace. Is that a fair description of what you what you said? Yeah, pretty close. I would say the mission was to increase economic freedom in the world, um, not just advance crypto, but yeah. Otherwise, yes, totally correct. All right. So you put this out there, and there was a uh, quite a bit of blowback, um, to say the least, certainly in the media and in the social media sphere. First of all, were you expecting that? Yeah, fully expected it, yeah. So tell me, explain this, walk me through it. I mean, many leaders are kind of leaning into trying to, you know, kind of be responsive to employees who, you know, have very, some very legitimate political grievances. And, and But you decided to take an opposite position and to essentially push it away. Can you walk me through your, your thinking and why? Yeah, sure. I mean, this was definitely... There was a time period there for quite a while inside Coinbase where I would say there was this growing tension and unrest. And um, But something happened last year, which actually started to take a different tone. And I, I had this gut sense that was like, something different is happening here. One of the things that would happen was that we would host these kind of weekly Q&A sessions with the company. You know, there's all kinds of challenges that are going on in the company. How do we improve our products? We've got these competitors. We've got these regulators coming after us. But it got to a place where like the majority of the questions at the weekly Q&A were about things that I didn't think were actually what the company should be focusing on. They were about various societal, political issues, current events. And, you know, these are very important things happening in the world, but they're not really related to what we're doing. And there was a, there was a tone in, that, ha, that was happening there that was different than what I had seen before, where employees were almost like, um, like grandstanding or holding the mic hostage. You know, it, try, it was almost became almost a game of like, who can make the exec team squirm the most on stage or something like that? And it kind of culminated with a walkout that happened, actually. And this is related to to social justice protests. And I mean, the, the employees wanted you to take a stand um, and, and make a statement about racial justice and injustice. And was that the issue? Exactly. Like supporting BLM specifically, mm -hmm. which... You know, I was still kind of getting an understanding of, and of course we, of course we support like equality for all people and everything. But like, you know, I later learned that BLM also supports defunding the police and like getting in. It, you know, you'd always just, there's one step further where it's like actually okay, that's a more complicated thing. So anyway, I deferred and to kind of answer this person's question live about what we were going to do. And a, a walkout ensued, and so you know, three or four hundred employees, I don't know the exact number, kind of closed their laptops in a virtual environment and decided to leave, just stop working in protest. So the exec team sort of came back together with a little emergency meeting, and it was an interesting moment. It was like, okay, that's never happened before. Um, I guess we sort of like in a rush kind of put out some statement and we got everybody back to work. 
And so the months kind of went by, and, and, and in some ways it felt like everything is back to normal. But on the other hand, it something just felt wrong to me. And it was like, there's a misunderstanding in the organization. Some percentage of people kind of believe that our mission is actually to go engage in broader societal issues. And so I was over the months, I was trying to find my words for this. I was like, I'm kind of like a white man of privilege, every privilege you can probably imagine. And so like, what voice should I even have on this? It was very scary. You know, I'm just, everybody's afraid of being called racist or whatever, all these kind of terrible things. And so I finally, you know, got sort of the confidence to say, you know, this doesn't feel right to me. Like, of course, we believe in having a workforce where everybody can come and do their best work and it's inclusive and we treat everybody with respect and they can do these great things here. But does that mean that the company should be held hostage by a small group of employees to then dive into these issues which are unrelated to our mission? No, I don't think that sounds right. And so I finally kind of put out that statement. Uh, some some people internally, you know, almost like begged me not to do it. <laughs> they were like, this is going to destroy the company and you'll never have a person of color work here again and all this stuff. And um, what was surprising was that after we made it public, the the media sort of stories, I would say, definitely leaned negative. Hmm. But internally, the response was overwhelmingly positive. It turned out it was about 5% of the company. We, we offered this exit package to people, anybody who was not on the same page and wanted to make it all win-win. About 5% of the company decided to take the exit package, but the vast majority of people internally were incredibly supportive. I can't tell you the number of CEOs that reached out of different companies. I can't tell you the number of employees. By the way, many of them underrepresented groups from other top companies who reached out to us and said, thank God somebody finally stood up and said this because I don't want this in the company that I work at. I, you know, I just want to come to work at a company where I'm respected, I can do good work, I can learn things, and I can work on an important mission. I don't want to be in a workplace where everybody is having continuous conflict and tearing each other apart over these unrelated issues. And so I think it ended up being one of the best things actually that I've done as a leader. I can tell you the net result of it was actually quite good. The the risk there, of course, right, in any free market system is when you take a stand or you don't take a stand or you make a position clear, one side is going to potentially punish you, right? If And so there are potentially economic consequences to, to doing certain things. Um, did that ever cross your mind that there could be people vote with their wallets and, and that people would stop using your platform. Absolutely. I mean, th this was one of the concerns that was discussed in advance was, hey, we're, we're getting ready to go public. And is this going to scare everyone and scuttle the company from going public? Or, you know, is there going to be a delete Coinbase hashtag trending on social media and everyone's going to boycott us or whatever? This is where I think founder CEOs sometimes have a little bit of a disproportionate advantage in the sense that founder CEOs, by the way, kind of, if you look at them as a cohort in public companies, they, they outperform professional CEOs. And I think one of the reasons is that they have a bit higher risk tolerance, right? This is not some job where I'm doing for five or 10 years where I'm trying to get good good scores from the market and then go on to my next thing. Yeah, This is a company that I built from nothing. I mean, I was the only employee with my laptop and now it has thousands of employees and you know, if I need to start it over again or have a setback or whatever, I'm not afraid of doing that because I I was there. I can do it again. Similar thing was done by DHH and Jason Fried at Basecamp. And enough people left that it seemed to be a problem, but they seem to be recovered and are back to their old ways. So 
I don't know. I think having the contracts clear when you join a company is really good. Having it changed out from under you is not that great. But having it clear, I think, is better than having it unclear. And that is the default state of things in a lot of companies. So however you feel, however the management team feels about politics at the workplace, I think it should be spelled out. And then I think everyone should get on board or get off the ship. <laughs>